everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. Today we hear a special message where Pastor Ed interviews former Miami Dolphin quarterback, currently with the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Then we get to hear more from Ed as he shares with us how to win on the field of life. You can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. We're here with the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, the tower of Dolphins power, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan, great to have you here, man. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me. Yes. Ryan, you're a big guy. Uh, you're a quarterback. Man, this guy's like, what, what is 6'5"? These pipes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're like 6'5"? 6'4". 6'4", and what do you weigh? 220. 220. Yeah. Are your parents big, too? My dad's big. He's about 6'3", 205. My mom's 5'10". Whoa. Yeah. Were they athletic? Yeah, my dad played college football and my mom played college basketball. So, Ryan, when did you know you were good? I mean, when did you know you were a great athlete? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really ever said like, oh, I'm good. You know, yeah. I think that uh, I grew up around the game. I grew up around sports. My parents were both involved in sports. They were coaches growing up. So I was always around some sort of sporting activity. Okay. Um, you know, dreamed of playing in the NFL since I was a little kid from as far back as I can remember. Yeah. You know, wanted to be a quarterback in the NFL and... Uh, just kept chasing that dream, working towards it each and every day, and um, you know, God blessed me, and here I am. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. High school. Where did you go to high school? I'm Big Spring High School in West Texas, small town, about twenty-five thousand people. What, what's uh, your mascot? The Big Spring Steers. Steers. Yeah, steers. And the Lady Steers. That's no real. way. That's the real. Lady Steers. The Lady Steers is real. Well, let's welcome the Lady Steers. That's hilarious, Ryan. So, Ryan, do people ever um, yell at you? From from the <laughs> from from the defense, like trying to mess you up, like or <laughs> I never got that one. I never got. That I would one. be good at that. I can't play, but yeah, I you're freaking me out right now, yeah. honestly. No, no, but Ryan, what what? I mean, some people like yell at you and stuff, don't they? They, they might just or do they ever try to distract you like, um, when you're calling? There's sometimes you know people talk talk trash. To oh you, yeah, uh, you know, TV timeouts or, or breaks in the game, but. Not usually whenever uh, you're at the line of scrimmage. So they'll talk to you, talk trash to you, won't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you talk back? Not really. I'm not very good at it. So I just smile and say, good hit, buddy. Keep going. That's good. How do you deal with criticism? People are gonna, always going to have an opinion, good or bad. And honestly, yeah, it's nice to get compliments, but, you know, you don't want to feed yourself with that either. So That's true, isn't it? Yeah. I think if it's true, if you, if you read about, you know, you're great or you're horrible, <clears throat> it's like you're on a roller coaster. You're out, oh, I'm the man, boom, I'm the worst. But, and it can, yeah. No, definitely. I think, you know, being a leader, you want to be a steady, uh, a steady guy that, that That's people right. can look to no matter what's going on around you, and you're steady. And if you're doing this up and down with however you're mm-hmm. playing that day, you know, you're never going to be that, and you're not going to be a good leader. I love that. So leadership is about being steady. That's a great, that's a great, a great word, Ryan. What else would you say about being a leader that you've learned or that you're learning? So being steady. I think you have to respect the guys around you. You know, you can't lead people if they don't respect you. Yes. Um, they don't have to like you, but they have to respect you. And uh, I think that... And that's a, that's a huge point right there. I love that. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, you have to make the, those around you better. You have to bring the best out in those around you. You have to have tough conversations. How do you have a tough conversation? Just give me an example. Not specifically, but right. okay. I mean, it could be on the field, you know, how, okay. how, how alignments are, a play, you didn't like what they did. Um, and obviously they have a reason why they did things, so, so it's going to be a tough conversation. You know, they, they might think the way they did is right. I might think the way I want them to do it is right. Um, and so it's a balance of having those tough conversations, finding a solution, mm-hmm. and moving on. 
So sometimes you're going to get in arguments. Discussions. Discussions. Yeah, you will. And, and, yeah. and you know, some people don't understand that, but that, that's, you have, to, you have to, be, to be willing to take the hard yards as a leader, don't you? No, definitely. If you start shying away from, from tough conversations, then um, you know, your team's going to grow apart. You're not going to be on the same page, and it's ultimately going to show up on Sundays or, or for you on Sundays. Yes, or, same way. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, tell me, you, you love fishing, and I love fishing. I do love fishing. You're, you're an excellent fisherman. I wouldn't say I'm an excellent fisherman, but I love it. I love it. I love being out in the water. I love the relaxation I get from it. Uh, yeah. I love the excitement of hooking into a big fish. There's nothing like it. Fighting to the surface. The most memorable fish you've ever caught. One story. Probably my first tarpon I caught. The wind was blowing, so we, so we anchored up. Yeah. Saw, saw him swimming in. The tarpon looks at his fly and immediately takes a left, crushes the crab, uh, took, took on a run, fought it for like an hour. Boom. Got into the boat. Hopped in, was in shallow water, hopped in, got a picture with it. Excellent. It awesome. That's awesome. your most memorable fish ever. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing like a tarpon. Tell me how you became a follower of Christ because you, I mean, this, this guy is the real deal. He and his lovely wife, Lauren, phenomenal Christian family, the real deal. Tell me about how you became a Christian. So I became a Christian uh, at a young age. I grew up in the church, asked Christ um, at camp and when I was in seventh grade. Church camp uh, really? in the summer. So, uh, so I've been a follower of Christ since then. You, okay, walk with Christ and live for Him. Obviously, the church is very important in your life. Well, it's always good to be plugged in. You know, I think you, your, your personal time with God is huge. You know, and your, your quiet time, your studying, your prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but being around other Christian followers in, in a church uh, just feeds you. You know, you, you come away feeling rejuvenated. Uh, you get a great message, yes. uh, and you're constantly working on, on growing closer to Christ. And I think the, the church is, is a huge part of it. And, uh, you know, Christ outlined that for us when, in his time here. That's right. Setting up the church. And that was one of our adjustments here. We came here. We, don't, we didn't know exactly where we were going to go. And uh, kind of bounced around from church to church for a while. And, and last year, or I guess about a year and a half ago now, ended up finding Church by the Glades and, and yeah. been going ever since. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, Christ is, That's the, truth. is the anchor of your life. Yes. So, He's the anchor of my life, and yeah. I hope he's the anchor of, yeah. of everyone else's life. So, uh, you know, it's just a, such a blessing to be able to find a great church, be able to plug in, be fed, be fed weekly, yeah. and be able to take that, take what you get in church, and take it out into the community. And, and Ron, you know what's so awesome, too, about you guys? You guys invite people yeah. to church. Yeah, it's huge. You know, it's been such a blessing in our life that we want to share that with others. Great. You know, we always want to extend the invitation, and if people come, then great. Most of the people we've brought have enjoyed it, have liked it, and are continually going back. Ryan, let's uh, stand. I'm going to show you this. Now, Ryan, back in the day, I, I grew up where, you know, give me five. You know, like, give me five. Okay, there we go. And now, you know, now it's cool with the bro hug, you know, with their bow, whatever. And, and, and that's what people are doing, the cool right. people are doing, right? The, uh, that's okay. what you're doing, okay. so I guess okay. so. But I mean, like on, on your team, the cool guys, don't, don't they come up with it? What, what is like, like like that? Is that it? Kind of. Well, what is, what, what are they? The, the new one's like this. Oh, there you twice? go. Twice? Twice. Is that this? No, you gotta slap hands first. Okay. No, don't grab it. Don't okay. grab it. Just slip, slap. Okay, man. There you go. All right. I invented a hug, and, and, and I want this to be called the hug illusion. All right. Okay. Hug Check illusion. It's gonna be good. I go here here and I put my head on your shoulder just for a second. Look, boom. Now. I don't know about this. Yeah, let me tell you what it does though. You live a very, um, you're, 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 very you're, you're stressed. You have a huge mantle of leadership on you. It gives you a brief rest period during the day. Watch. So here, boom, boom. What do you think? 
Really brief, really brief. Right, no, brief, brief. <laughs> I was wondering if you could like take that and carry that out to the Dolphins. Look at Devontae Parker and Ryan Tannehill. It's the Hugolution. And I can see you guys doing like that. Boom. I was reflecting back on my football playing days in the fourth grade. <laughs> I played running back for Wellington Green. It was a company in the Carolinas. So my responsibilities were pretty limited, but I did, I did have a pretty good year. As I was thinking about the huddle, when we did the huddle, you know, get into the huddle, I still remember those plays. I still remember the play where I would get the ball. 36 slant, 30 counter. You know, you break from the huddle after you hear the quarterback call the play and you're like, okay, I've got the ball. I'm gonna get the ball. Down, set, hut, hut, boom. Some of you guys who have played football know what I'm talking about. There's nothing like carrying the ball. The huddle is interesting, isn't it? huddle. The huddle. Where did the huddle begin? Have you ever thought about that? Interestingly enough, in the late 1800s, a deaf school was playing football against another deaf school. So one deaf school did not want the other to intercept their hand signals, so they formed a huddle. Now we have the huddle. The huddle. It lasts about 25 seconds. Well, how about the no huddle offense, man? Well, I understand that, but still, you have to have a huddle, and then they'll go for several plays without a huddle. Yet, a huddle is something that we're all familiar with. It costs $80. That's the average ticket price. $80 to watch an NFL football game. I don't watch the game, nor do you, to watch them huddle. We, we want to see them play. Are you in the huddle? That, that's the question I want to ask you today. Are you huddling up? Are you spending time in the huddle? I would argue, biblically speaking, that's right, from this, from this playbook, that God wants us to be a part of a huddle. And I could trace for you, if I had the time, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, all the different huddles. Yet what I want to concentrate on is this. Think about Jesus. Think about the ultimate quarterback because we've been saying around here that Jesus is our quarterback. Whether we receive it or not, whether we allow him to take that role or not, that's a personal decision that only you can make, that only I can make. However, Jesus is designed. He, he, he is all about becoming your quarterback and mine. His career, his public career, you could say, football, you know, metaphor, only lasted 36 months, three years, that's it. When he went public with his career, he said one thing. He huddled everybody up and said one thing. Then, right before he ascended and went to the Father, after his resurrection, he huddled the 11 up and said something else. So, the last words that someone says before they leave this planet are words that we usually recite and we usually talk about in hallowed tones with our loved ones and things like that. This morning, 
a good friend of mine texted me and his, his brother was murdered just a few hours ago. Tragic situation. I prayed with him, talked with him. I know at the funeral that his brother's last words, his last conversation will be talked about. I just know it. That's just the way life is. Well, Jesus gathered together the 11. Get it, 11? He, he cut Judas. You know, Judas didn't make it. So 11, 11 guys in a football team. Come on, show me some love. Yeah, 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 11, 11, yeah. So he gathered the 11 together. And as you look in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus huddles the 11 together and gives them a play. I call it M28, 19, 20 on three. Three being the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three and one, one and three. Matthew, it's, it's interesting, is, is all about the authority of Jesus, that Jesus is our authority. Say authority with me. Authority. He's our authority. That's Matthew. We, we, we find this theme repeatedly in the book. Well, Jesus huddles up the, the disciples, the 11, right before he ascends to the Father, and, and, and here's the play he calls. It's, it's, it's uh, M28, 19 and 20 on three. That's Matthew 28, 19 and 20. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them, here's the play, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them, teach the Teach these new disciples to obey everything, all the commands I've given you, and, and be sure of this, I'm with you. That's interesting he said that. Always, even to the end of the age. So Jesus is calling this play, and he's saying, I'm with you, yet he's leaving them. Interesting. The authority, the authority of Jesus. Is he your authority? When someone's the quarterback, especially like if they're playing high school or even college or professional. Many times they'll enter the huddle and the quarterback will say, eyes on me, eyes on me. So all eyes, then he calls the play. Jesus called the same play right before he ascended that he called when he kicked off his ministry. So his last words in, in, his, in his human form on earth I mean, are pretty, are pretty stout, are pretty popular, are pretty huge, are pretty heavy. All of his words obviously mean, mean everything, but, but this last statement, he, he, he didn't say yo, he said go. And, and there's one, I want you to write this down and circle this on your message map. See, make disciples. That's the only command of Matthew 28, 19 and 20. There's one command, make disciples, we find three participles. Go, baptize, and teach. The command, make disciples. Convert the lost. Win the lost. Someone is one to Christ. How am I one to Christ? Well, if Jesus is not my quarterback, I am defeated. Ultimately, it'll be eternal 
defeat. Yet I surrender my all, I surrender myself, give everything to Jesus. Jesus, you're my quarterback. Now I've moved from the other team to God's team. And as I've told you so many times here, here's the bottom line in the Christian life. We win. We win. Have you surrendered? Have you said, Jesus, take control of my life? A disciple is a full court follower of Christ. A disciple is someone who has believed in Jesus. A disciple is someone who has been baptized. When you're baptized, it's like, okay, I'm putting on the cowboy colors or I'm putting on the dolphin uniform. I'm identifying with that team. So, so they have believed in Jesus. They're baptized. They boldly confess their faith and they listen to the words of the quarterback. Moreover, they do, they carry out the play. Here's what I love about football. Here's what I love about football. Football is, is, is a game that's, that's a tough game, a game where you get dirty. Your uniforms are not always crisp and clean. You're gonna get dirty. You're gonna get banged up. You're gonna get knocked around. You'll have injuries now and then. We all can say, oh yeah, I've got that. However, we're playing on God's field. We always have home field advantage. And the Bible tells me, and it tells you, that we have a great cloud of witnesses, a great cloud of spectators who've gone before us, and I believe they're cheering from the heavenlies, go, go. So it's time that believers understand this offense that Jesus has for us. What's the offense? M28 on three. On three again is the Holy Spirit of God. That's the play, that's the play, that's the play. So, so the authority is given to Jesus. Jesus says, all right, you either submit yourself to the authority or not. And notice the activity. I just said, what's the activity? The verbs, go. In the original language, in the Koine Greek, go is, is rendered as you're going. Get your as in gear. That's A-S. Get your ass in gear. Don't just sit there in the huddle. Break. The play's been called. M28, 19 and 20 on three. Play your position. So see, there's a place for you on God's team. So as you're going, as you're living your life, and here's the deal. Don't, yeah, sometimes God will call you or me across the pond to another mission field, but become a missionary where you are. Don't fly from one mission field. Don't fly over one mission field to get to another mission field and then say, oh, once I get to Zimbabwe, once I get to Asia, then I'm going to be a full-on missionary. It starts right here. We support world missions. We're a mission-minded church. We've served millions of meals in Haiti. We work in Guatemala and around the world. We're all about that. Yet, the field that God has given us is right here. And the last time I checked, most people don't know Jesus. Most people don't go to church. This morning I'm driving around, the freeways were empty. So we have a great opportunity. So, so go as you're going, as you're going, live this out, share the good news. So the authority is Jesus, he's our quarterback. He won the authority. And, and, and Christians are all about winning. Jesus said, I'm with you. 
I'm with you always. How could he say that? Because that, that would be impossible. Jesus was there on earth. And if he was there on earth, how could he do that? Because when he was in the earthly body, he couldn't be everywhere at once. He had to ascend. Then he sent the Holy Spirit, his literal presence. The Holy Spirit of God, because of the ascension of Christ, affords us the opportunity to have the presence of Jesus with us wherever we go. Isn't that great? No matter what field, no matter what situation, no matter what scheme the devil is throwing at you and me. And here's what's crazy. The team we're playing is the enemy's team. The coach, Coach D. Evel. And Coach D. Evel is sponsored by Haterade. <laughs> it's going to get great. Cheese works, I know, I know. You've heard of defensive linemen. How about defensive winemen? Whiny. Do you know people who are whiny? Just wear you out. You see them coming. Oh, negative Ned or negative Nelda. Ooh. Oh, somebody going, well, surely Satan has cheerleaders. No, they're jeer leaders. I'm going I'm to watch this service. I love this stuff. And of course, you might be going, well, I mean, of course the game's outside. I mean, how about, well, huh, have you, there's a boo bird flying over the stadium. Whenever you feel bad about yourself, Whenever you feel less than, whenever you start comparing yourself to this person, we compare physiques and bank accounts and opportunities, and we look at Instagram, and look what she gets to do, and look what he gets to do. I'm telling you, boo, that, that, you better watch those boo birds. You better watch them so the devil wants to take you and me out. Don't muddle in the huddle. And the first time I spoke, people were like, what does muddle mean? Well, muddle is confusing. It's, it's, it's you're muddying things up. I don't, hey, I want to be a clear preacher. I don't want to be a muddy preacher. I know how to confuse anybody. I know how to go down deep and, 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 and stay down long and come up dry with the best of them. Oh, you didn't hear me. I, yeah, that, that was good. I know, how to, I know how to go down deep, stay down long and come up dry with the best of them. That's not the Bible. So we take complex things and make them understandable. I didn't say, I didn't say uh, uh, shallow. This, this stuff I'm talking about is, is deep water stuff. This ain't, this ain't no shallow stuff. Just because you remember something doesn't mean it's shallow. The genius of Christ's teaching was that 70% of his words, read them, are words of application. Only 30% were words of information. That's why I use so many different visuals. But that's why we're a visually driven church. It's not my idea or our church's idea. We're just, it's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. So I want you to understand that. Don't muddle in the huddle. Don't confuse it. Don't cuddle in the huddle. Kumbaya, what if, what if everybody just started having a hugolution in the NFL huddles? It's not the time for the hugolution. We're on the field. 
Now, it's all about, we have to empathize with one another, help one another and all that, but we got about 25 seconds in the huddle. Boom! Matthew 28. Boom! Let's go on three. So we gotta be trustful in the huddle. Jesus, you're the author, the perfecter of our faith. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.